Well, you know, someone's financial position is always a combination of factors to determine what's right for them, right? Their time horizon, their risk tolerance, the amount of assets, um, other goals, like do they want to contribute to other family members or charities and so on. So in relation to what's right for you in a given economy could be quite different than what's right for me. Welcome to the Mortgages Made Easy podcast. My guest today is Brian Dumont, who is an old friend and wonderful insurance uh, advisor, uh, and just somebody who has really thought about fin people's finances in a very different way than your run-of-the-mill agent. Um, you and I have been talking about how people get advice. Um, and I'd love to follow up with that because so many people in their 20s, 30s, even 40s are now using the internet as their primary source for advice. Yes, Dave. Hi, it's, uh, it's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me on your show. Um, pleasure to, to get to talk with you in this format. Um, so again, Brian Dumont, I'm, uh, I have several different hats, but in my career, I have been, as you said, um, an insurance and advisory, um, agent during the pandemic that led me to start thinking because it was very hard to meet with clients, of course. And we started doing online meetings and that started me thinking even further, you know, where are people turning to today? For advice and not only that but where are they going to turn to in the future and as you said more and more people are looking online so when i did a search online to see what was out there for people to not just find financial products because there's lots of sites selling let's just call them random financial products or insurance products but where do they figure out what is the right fit for them? And, you know, I have specialized my 20 years career in, in tailoring financial products to the particulars of each person's financial situation, which is always unique. And what I find is that when you go online today, there is no advice. There's people selling products that is not giving advice. That's quite different, right? Because what they are saying to people for instance, if you go to search for a life insurance policy today, what you'll see is the question of how much to need. Oh, I don't know how much I need. Why do I even need it in the first place? None of that is really helpful to somebody. What we need to start with, and what I have always started with with my clients is a conversation about really where they are today, what their goals are, and then we back into the fit of the products. It's kind of like if you take a golf analogy, you know, if you look at a bag of clubs, but you've never swung a club before, but you said to somebody, hey, what club do you need? 
Well, they have no idea what club they need, right? They've never even picked up a club or swung a club or have any concept of how a given club is going to perform or what it's going to do for them. So what I always say is that we need to work on your swing, that is your understanding of what it is that you're looking for long before we fit you for the particular club, right? The club is the equivalent of a financial product. In my case, for instance, an insurance product. Now, what I have come up with for a solution um, to this dilemma online is to create an online agent. Uh, so we founded gondola.life, which you can see in the background here. And gondola is creating Gandhi, which is the little avatar right here. Gandhi, short for gondola, is going to be a voice and text interactive agent that will be able to walk someone through the kind of conversation that a good advisor would have and help people arrive at really what is a good fit for a financial product, for instance, life insurance, right? Gandhi will be able to have that conversation, make a recommendation, help someone choose from a bunch of quotes, apply, and even receive service. Um, and this is an exciting time because up until uh, recently, the technology was not available to really do this. But now we, with recent advancements in large language model learn, um, we believe that we can do this. And we are in fact active, actively working on the creation of Gandhi, the first true online agent. I, I love how you're doing, because what you're really saying is you're applying your wisdom to the model. And so often when people go online, you know, the truth is that the internet is always right. And the internet always tells the truth. We know that, right? There's no one on the internet. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> There's no one on the internet who gives yes. poor advice. And, um, <laughs> and, there's, and so when you go to a site, really today what you're getting more often than not is someone trying to sell you something rather than exactly a, the portal to information and i love the fact that you're you're creating that portal thank you thank you we're really excited about it you know gandhi will be something that you can actually just have a conversation with you don't have to buy something from gandhi you can explore she will be able to say to you um, so how can I help you today? If you're not sure, let me give you some ideas of what we could talk about. And then walk you through the same types of concepts that I walk my clients through um, so they can get their arms around really what is the purpose and what are we really trying to do? Are we trying to protect money? Are we trying to grow it? Are we trying to create tax-free access to money? Um, you know, there's a lot of different elements to look at. Once you understand what are the primary elements that you're trying to accomplish, then you just build the product around that. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's the, that's the where the expertise comes in. Mm. And is there a point that you interact with the client or is really the objective that the client will solely be able to transact online? That's a great question. So we want them to transact 
with a live human. Uh, but if they wish to, we will have live licensed agents available. And, um, you know, that will make some people comfortable. And um, we do feel that just based on the information that we have from other companies experimenting with online applications and such, that the majority of uh, cases will probably go through, maybe not initially while we're still doing the testing phase, but once she's really set up and running, we expect the majority of cases to go through without a human interaction, mm. meaning that Gandhi will be able to do it full stop. Mm. Yeah. So let's pivot a little bit. And, you know, we're in a crazy financial situation. Um, we had, uh, we're coming off COVID where people's lives were disrupted. We're coming off a period of uh, intense inflation that appears to be moderating. What's your read of the economy right now? Um, and how does that impact the advice you give uh, one of your clients today? Well, you know, someone's financial position is always a combination of factors to determine what's right for them, right? Their time horizon, their risk tolerance, the amount of assets, um, other goals, like do they want to ch contribute to other family members or charities and so on. So in relation to what's right for you in a given economy could be quite different than what's right for me, yeah? Um, but what I will say that is what's happening in the economy right now is that especially the American economy is showing tremendous resilience. As much as the Fed has more than doubled in its, its uh, target rate over the last 12 months, we are still seeing in about, as you know, in, in the mortgage market, we're still seeing um, about two thirds of metropolitan areas in the US showing increases in value, not decreases. Um, only a, maybe a third are showing some decrease. And those were overheated markets to begin with. Home values, right? In addition, we see that strong employment numbers keep coming back. Um, those are not signs of recession, um, at least not at this point. And so it's quite interesting that um, in spite of what everyone's fears were, let's say last year, a year ago, and even six months ago, those have not come to fruition at this point. Um, and it's just possible that the Fed has engineered the soft landing that we were hoping for. We will see, you know, we keep monitoring, we're always monitoring. But in terms of what I'm advising clients is uh, don't sell out of your equities positions just yet. We are not going headlong into a significant, if any, recession. Mm. You know, your clients are my clients in the sense that we're, we're dealing with people at points in their lives where they're making transitions. Uh, maybe they're having a child. Maybe they're uh, getting ready to retire. Maybe the kids are going off to college. Um, do you think this is a good time for people to buy a home right now? 
Well, look, one of the things that most people don't consider when they think about should I buy or not buy, well, the rates are so high or I'm worried about losing my job, those kinds of things. You know, one of the things we often forget to consider is the time value of money, meaning, okay, I could wait, let's say, to buy until conditions are ideal, right? Rates have come down. There's plenty of inventory. I'm not worried about losing my job. And yet that might be five, seven years down the road. Well, what was the cost to you over that period? Was it more than what you saved waiting for a lower mortgage rate, for instance? Was it more than you saved by not getting the appreciation on the value of that property? Again, nobody was expecting home values, a third, two thirds of the country's home values to increase a year ago, right, to now. And those who were sitting on the sidelines, they missed that. That's opportunity cost. You cannot recoup that, right? We can't wind the clock back to last year mm -hmm. time and say, hey, I don't think there's any way that, you know, the value of my home is going to increase, and yet it did. So, again, one of the big factors I always impress on my clients is, look, because of this thing called the time value of money, it is usually, usually, not always, but usually more important to have an asset that is growing in value, potentially growing in value, than to not have an asset, right? So I, I would say, you know, uh, in spite of rates being higher, in spite of some questions about we might have a recession, this is still a good opportunity on a personal level to own an asset that can appreciate. Mm. That's my take on it. Yeah. I, I think what I, sorry, I think what I believe often is that it, you, you only live within the moment. Right. You, you, as you right. said, you can't wind back the clock. You can't say, oh, I'm going to buy a house a year ago. Doesn't work. Right. Um, you can say I'm going to buy a house next year, but then you're subject to the vagaries of the, of the marketplace. So if it makes sense to buy a house now, you dive in. If it makes sense to buy an insurance policy now, if it, you know, you, you've got to yep. make the best decision based on where you are and the, the fact pattern of the moment. Yes, that's right. And um, that is a personal thing. That is not an economy-wide decision, mm. right? Right. Yeah. So it's, it, that's where an advisor like you is critical because, you know, there are a lot of people out there who give um, one-size-fits-all advice. You know, this is a good time to... to sell, sell your stocks now, buy insurance, mm -hmm. don't buy insurance. And in all the years that I've known you, you've always thought about the individual first and their needs and then applied your market understanding to them. And it's just so powerful. Thank you. I appreciate that. I think you do that as well with your clients, Dave. So that's why we get along. That's why we're friends. <laughs> you know, one of the one of the conversations we have with people, financial people, often is about how much of a down payment um, people should be putting down. So 
you and I have spoken about it, but I'd love to hear whether your thoughts have evolved. If I were going to buy a house today, let's say I'm going to buy a house for $500,000, how much should I be putting down? Well, let me, let me get to the answer like this. Suppose you have $500,000 in cash and the house costs $500,000. Before you purchase the house, how many assets do you have? You have one asset and its value is $500,000, right? If you use your cash to buy the house, at the end of that transaction, you still have one asset valued at $500,000, then subject to market conditions, yeah? But if you use leverage, meaning that you take a mortgage and you maintain your cash position as much as possible, you put down the, let's just call it the minimum to purchase the house, whether that's 20% or 10%, depending, yeah? And at the end of the transaction, you have now what? You have two assets, one worth 500,000 and one worth a little bit less than that minus the deposit that you've put into it, right? That means that over time now you have the possibility of, let's just call it a round number of just under a million dollars that will potentially grow over time, right? And likely grow over time, especially with real estate. And so, what have you done? You have multiplied the possibility of, um, of your assets growing, your asset base growing by using leverage. I think that's always a good possibility. That's a, that's a good strategy. And in addition to that, let's never forget that if that's your only mortgage and your income is of a certain level, that you can probably even deduct the cost of a, a large portion of that, right? Up to the million dollar mark. And so, um, you know, the government is subsidizing that mortgage on top of it, which is kind of hard to turn away. Don't give up government subsidies when they hand them to you, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think that's right. Because when, when I look at it as a finance guy, I look at that question. Um, the first question we look at is, how, you're, how does it affect you globally? And... You know, the first test is liquidity. Well, if you put all of your money into the hole in the ground that is your home, you you don't have liquidity. And that's not a good position to be in. Not a good right? position to be in. And when we go down the, the financial tests, often having, call it a right-size mortgage, maybe it's, 10% down and 90% financed, maybe it's for you 25% down and 75% um, uh, financed. But having, using that same criteria that we're talking about in terms of investing and insurance, using those concepts to determine what's the right strategy. And I love, I love the dialogue because I, I think you have that clarity of vision. I agree with you, Dave. Um, position number one is position of control, which is access to capital. If you have given up your access to your capital, put that $500,000 into a house, and then you have to pay somebody to give you access to that capital, 
you're paying fees that you didn't have to pay, you know? And there's one thing for sure about our money. It's not if we're going to need it, it's a question of when we're going to need it. Mm -hmm. And when that comes around, are you gonna pay somebody else to have access to your own money? Or are you gonna have constructed a situation for yourself that you don't have to pay somebody else to get to your own money? Thank you so much. So, you know, let me uh, switch gears again on you and <laughs> throw a curveball. Hey, Brian, what's your uh, what's your superpower? <laughs> well, today it's Gandhi because we're very, very excited about Gandhi. Um, in fact, um, as soon as she is ready to come out the door in just a few weeks, uh, literally mm -hmm. about five or six weeks, um, we're expecting some some significant attention uh, nationally for Gandhi because this is something so new and so important. You know, again, I don't feel that we're going to necessarily eliminate, uh, we're certainly not going to eliminate what advisors give to their clients. But what we are going to do is we're going to reach many people who don't have access to to real advisors, um, and that is a that's a great thing. To my, in my mind, that is a great thing. You know, I have a bunch of millennials in my family. I don't know about you, Dave, but um, what I see is that I cannot imagine a single one of them coming and sitting in some old guy's office like me to talk about their insurance or their investment. You know, they're just not going to do it. They're going to go online. That's why we're meeting them online um, with Gandhi. So that's my superstar for the day. Mm. Well, we've been sitting with uh, Brian Dumont of, of uh, Gondola Life and um, Dumont Financial. Uh, this has been a real privilege having this conversation, and I look forward to having you back on the program in the future. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Dave. It's been a pleasure for me as well, and uh, I wish you well. Thank you. Thank you.